Welcome to the Gamers Inn. Come on in, pull up a chair next to the fire. It looks like you've had a long journey. I'm your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Ryan. Hello, Ryan. Hello. Hello. It's been a week. It has been. Literally. And I hear you've been doing some streaming, so you've got some cool streaming questions off the top of the show. Yeah, so last week we talked about, I can't remember what... I think it was technical difficulties that caused us to talk about streaming at the top of the show and how I said it's not easy to stream. You know, 99 problems and a high bit rate ain't one, right? So (laughs) there probably would have been better ones for that. Anyways, uh, so I I streamed, I was was playing console games uh, on the PS4. And as you know, a lot of consoles have that like, just stream it, just hit the button and stream. Right. So I did that on the PS4 and I thought, oh, this will be interesting. Let's try this out. You know, how... How well does it work? And I was playing near Automata after hearing so much conversation about it uh, on the podcast I'm catching up on. And it went, it worked quite well. Like I have my monitor here and I, I moved the console into the office because I'm not getting a lot of TV time. So I was like, I want to play this. <laughs> so I'm playing the game. I hit share and I'm following chat and it's, it's, a, it's a competent stream. It's 720p, 60 frames per second, which I think is okay for yeah standard i I do um i do 720 i don't stream in 1080 i could stream in 1080 but um yeah i just i find 720 is just i get a higher bit rate at 720 so it just seems nicer Mm -hmm. yeah so it's a crisper stream and how often are people watching a twitch stream full screen except for right now because that's you know this show for sure um so i that was my first foray and i was like oh this was kind of it was fun because people were watching and you know hachikuma was in the chat room and uh he was asking questions about the game and saying oh i look forward to hearing more about it we're not going to talk about it tonight because i'm Mm -hmm. a tease like that but um (laughs) we'll talk about it maybe a couple weeks once i had a chance to play more but and then it was fun so the next night aka last night when we moved we bumped the show i decided you know what i'm gonna try obs and i'm just gonna go all in and let's try this let's see let's rip the band-aid off no more (laughs) console streaming like uh you know uh, the noobs as they call it Mm -hmm. so i went straight to obs streaming which i hadn't updated since version 0.21 wow they're now at version 21 (laughs) <laughs> but but it boots up and the ui is the exact same so i'm like yeah. you clearly didn't touch the ui in 20 versions so i start to set it up and i'm like okay what game should i test it on some not something too powerful because my computer i only have a single streaming setup so it's one right. computer playing streaming and i thought well let's try heroes because heroes would be a good go-to game it's kind of middle ground graphic wise and that's kind of what the games i'd be aiming for is like middle ground sort of quality uh, graphics. I'm not going to be looking to stream The Witcher or, or Destiny, not right away. Just let's look at what uh, heroes can do. So I set it all up and I just kind of, you know, just fumble my way through the settings. Just just let's try this. And I started streaming and there was some hitching issues, but I worked it out with the chat. So here, my first question, and I'm probably at the end of this just going to get you to like screenshot your your output or whatever (laughs) screen because there's so many different options but yeah the one question i had and the one thing i've been looking into is the is the encoders right so with xsplit it was like it was pretty straightforward and that you chose the bitrate and the encoder was the one that they always recommended which was like x264 or something right so i was using x264 which is very cpu intensive 
my cpu is like seven years old it's not great but i have a really good uh graphics card i have a 1070 so halfway through the stream i decided to try something different which was the hard code uh the hardware encoder um so that's what i used and it stopped all the hitching right but then i thought okay what am i doing wrong here it fixed it but did i did i do something wrong or did i do so what do you use for your encoder is is a question that i have um i'm pretty sure i only have one option for hmm. some reason and it's the um let me just look at it now. Uh, 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 yeah, so I use the 264, X264. And that's the only option that uh, OBS gives me. Um, and I don't know if, because there's two different versions of OBS now. There's OBS and then there's OBS Studio. So Studio is like the new one. Hmm. Um, and so I'm not sure which version you're using. There might be more options if, you're, if you just straight up updated like original OBS. Right. Um, then that might be the difference here like i only have one option in studio so as as you were saying that i just started like my brain thought back to all the google pages that i looked at while i was trying to figure out the difference and the reason the reason it was better for me is because it stopped the hitching so every time in heroes you'd like juggle the camera as you're trying to look mm -hmm. at things it would it would just hitch the frames would drop and, and it, then it would catch up real quick and i think that was the cpu kind of like fighting with the game to keep up yep so the hardware encoder, now that I realize, is because I have the 1070, which is a, mm. uh, a newer card, which has is like Pascal-based. Um, people listening to this are probably like, okay, keep going, Ryan. You're doing fine. Uh, <laughs> but I don't know what I'm talking about. This is just me remembering Google results. So yeah. it's like any VC or whatever. So I've been using the hardware encoder. So then there's like bitrate. So like the bitrate is based on what your computer can handle, not what your computer can stream, right? Or am uh, I wrong? <laughs> bitrate, yeah, it does, I think, has to do with both your internet connection and your connection to Twitch. So your connection to which server you use on Twitch and your connection, and, or sorry, yeah, so connect, internet connection, connection to Twitch and your CPU, like what your CPU can handle. Yeah. Um, so you want that to be as high as you possibly can. Okay. So I did like... I think mine's 3,500 right now. Sure. Um, technically, my connection to most Twitch servers can handle like 10K, um, but my... A computer I don't think can handle that much right okay so so that makes sense because I ran the and you know the auto configure thing is not always a good rule of thumb but I, I did try that after I'd finished streaming and it's like you can do 6,000 yeah. and it's like okay that sounds like a high number that that, that <laughs> something would get in the way but so here's the the thing that I, I think I'm coming from is I'll continue my adventure and we'll continue to talk about it it'll be a weekly sort of thing <laughs> but I've, Ryan doing streaming. <laughs> yes i've committed to two things which one you'll be happy about i'm gonna probably stream more regularly on tuesdays so you can go to twitch.tv slash ryan murphy ca um you could even you could multi-view me just mute me and listen to uh slaying demons on joss plays <laughs> uh so you can just see all the cool gameplay and then just hear all the the problem solving happening to the other side so uh, the other thing is i bought life is strange before the storm mm. and i think i'm going to stream it and i'm going to experience whether or not that game is truly as as, as abysmal as uh, you made it sound I, I am interested to know what you think about that for sure um, i am interested as well i i have a feeling you're right because i didn't like that character just as much as uh you yeah i was on board with the hate train for chloe like it's just <laughs> she was not my favorite 
I do want to address a couple concerns in the chat. I, I, I do to say the same thing. I was like, before we move on to what we're playing, I do want to talk a little bit about what's going on in the chat room right now. So you go ahead, Ryan. Yeah. So console, I was joking. Console streaming is not noob streaming. It actually is much easier and, and a lot of fun. And I was just joking around because I had, I had a good time hitting that share button on the PS4 and the stream looked pretty good. And honestly, I did some okay. research. You can plug your yeti into the ps4 and use that as a microphone oh interesting so i'm gonna try that, that. yeah uh, so, so the thing that i wanted to say when mm -hmm. um ryan when you mentioned the whole noob stream console streaming is noob streaming comment yeah terrible thing even I did. though i know you're joking yes um but i think like uh, more to the point um when you're comparing pressing a share button on the PlayStation versus, you know, managing your chat bot, managing your overlays, managing OBS. Like there's so many more things to take into account. Mm -hmm. um, even if your console is streaming, like taking your console, plugging it into a capture card and then using OBS to do all of these overlay cam type things. Um, I think that's the difference. There's just so much more to manage when you're PC streaming versus console streaming. Mm -hmm. It's, Easy, so much easier to just hit the share button and have PlayStation have like all the settings already set for you and not like changeable. <laughs> I should have said beginner so, streaming. Beginner, and yeah, that's what I would I would probably call it. Like there's a, yeah. it, there's nothing bad about either no. one. Like you said, like the PlayStation share button worked fine and that's mm -hmm. great. Um, but there's there's a whole lot of things to streaming as we talked about last week. There's a mm -hmm. whole lot of stuff to do when you're streaming. Um, that uh yeah if you're doing it from your pc it's a little bit more complicated than yeah. just pushing a button i wish i just had a go live and like auto set all my settings for the best crap for the game in my computer go button yeah. that would be amazing um but the reality is that often you have to you have to play with things like bit rates and and just everything so it's just it's a it's a little bit more complicated than it used to be and mm -hmm. uh yeah, I think it, it is really cool. Tom to go in the chat room is making another really good point that it's nice that uh, streaming is easier for everyone these days. It's true. It's way more accessible than it ever used to be. So it yeah. is very, very cool that like you can go into your PlayStation and just stream to Twitch straight from there. Um, it's, mm -hmm. it's taking away the barrier for entry, which is always a good thing. More streamers is always a good thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the, the and the Twitch dashboard stuff since the last time I touched it and the stream elements like we touched on last week just... It just gives you so many more tools and so many more breakdowns on how you're doing and what you can do to improve. And and the Twitch achievement stuff is a really neat like bar, you know, so I kind of feel like, oh, if I stream seven days in the last 30 days, I'll get a cool achievement. And that sounds like fun. So um, but yeah, the new OBS or the OB, the current OBS is is very confident. And honestly, I, I don't see myself going back to XSplit because it. I th I think I'm I think I'm okay. I'm comfortable moving down this path and I'm I'm cool. I I, I think I'm excited to see where the, I can what I can do with that on a casual well, yeah, level. I mean, off air we can absolutely go over all hmm. your settings and everything else and as I mentioned last week I am a Stream Elements promoter now, so if anyone out there is listening to us and is interested in getting started with streaming, uh just let me know and I can help walk you through setting up Stream Elements which does um they have super awesome overlays there's you know the chat bot there's tipping there's um just mm -hmm. there's all kinds of stuff um so if you are interested in starting to stream just uh, just yeah hit me up let me know um but we are also playing a metric shit ton of games this week mm. which is kind of i feel like odd for us normally we have one or two titles but we played a lot of things in the last seven days so 
Um, first of all, we did uh, Gamers in Game Night was last Thursday. We played a new game. I still have some codes for it. So if you are um, interested in playing Squids from Space after we give you an overview, then uh, I'll tell you what to do at the end of the episode and uh, you guys can get some codes and try it out for yourself. So Squids from Space is a game that uh, is made by the same people who made Fat Princess. So I don't know if you guys remember me talking about this. I talked about it a little bit um, probably a couple of years ago now. Um, Fat Princess is an older uh, PlayStation title that I freaking loved. And the concept was basically um, there's two sides, the PvP game. Uh, you have hats that you put on that give your character different roles. So you can be like a cleric that heals. You can be a knight. You can be an archer, like all kinds of kind of medieval characters. Mm-hmm. And then uh, from there, you have to try to uh, rescue the other princess and you have to have people who are going to get resources to help build up your base. You have to have people that are fighting. You have to have people who are um, going out, getting cake and bringing it back to make the princess fatter so that when the other team tries to come and get her, they can't carry her as quickly. If you have a skinny princess, then they can just make away with her and their movement speed is very fast. If you have a fat princess, which is the name of the game, then it's going to be harder for the other team and you can catch up and you can get the princess back and all that kind of stuff. So, um, the idea is if you recover your princess three times, then you win. Mm-hmm. And Squids from Space is uh, kind of a similar concept. There are humans and there are aliens. The aliens have um, a giant alien brain thing and the humans have generals. And it's the same concept. So, you know, if you're the aliens, you kidnap the general three times, you win. If you're the humans, you kidnap the alien brain three times and you win. And uh, there's all kinds of different weapons that you can use to play. Uh, it is a PvP game. It's in beta right now. And uh, man, it was it was really fun. Like Ryan, what did you think of your Squids from Space experience? It, it was it was a good amount of fun, and I was surprised because early access and I do not get along um, <laughs> because you know half cooked games, yeah. while interesting, aren't always the best experiences. And this is certainly an early access title. I, I'm I had fun with the gameplay loop. Uh, it felt it felt very loose like the game but also kind of fun in that when you're running around shooting it always felt like this wobbly gameplay kind of as you're trying to shoot it kind of like your characters are drunk the way you're moving around uh but but when you died you just respawn you go back out there and there was no real penalty to dying Mm -hmm. from what i remember it was just go out there try again have fun it was more limited in the way you described fat princess in that you were collecting resources but everything was a resource uh light posts yeah yeah like just all mundane type objects car doors and you just run around you bring these things back to your base and you fill a meter and you level up and each level up gives you access to new weapons and those weapons all felt different and fun um so from a base level in terms of early access depending on how they develop this whether they're going to add new weapons new maps um, and and just polish. I'm looking forward to seeing how they move forward with this because it it would be a lot of fun to just jump in, play a game, and and have a good time. I, I, it was it was a blast. Yeah, I, I had a good time. I did play some of it solo too, and we did actually on stream have a couple of times where we uh, queued in, and it was different maps, so that was kind of cool too. That like mm-hmm. we would finish one game and then spawn into another game, and there were a couple of different game modes that we even got to try. But right now, like you said, it is beta; it's early access, so um, it doesn't have as many like 
controls, I guess, on your game experience. Like, I can't choose which game mode to play. Uh, playing with your friends right now, all you do is join the same server. There's only one server up right now. So, um, like, Ryan and I were able to just get into the same game because yeah. we joined the same server. So, basically, um, they're making sure that they have as few AI running as possible. So, they're only running one server to kind of force people all into the same game. Uh, which I think is good for because um, I'd rather play against real people than bots. So, uh, yeah, but uh, I've had a great time. It's a really cool community. There's uh, there's a discord for it as well. So, uh, again, I can't remember how much it actually is on Steam, but I don't think it's very expensive. But I do have codes. I think we've got like somewhere between five and seven codes left for Squids from Space. So, wow. uh, yeah, again, I'll tell you at the end of the episode how you can get one of those if you're interested in giving it a shot. Um, we also played, uh, I feel like this is kind of like the week of betas with the one, with the exception being <laughs> the, uh, the mobile title that we played. Sure. Um, but, uh, Ryan, why don't you tell me a little bit about Monster Hunter World Beta before I go into Sea of Thieves? Right. So to make up for my comment earlier, we're actually going to talk about Monster Hunter World, uh, beta. <laughs> I played the beta. I know a lot of folks are streaming. It's a console exclusive so if you're, it, it isn't out until tomorrow, but I guess people have gotten to copies and they're, you know, starting to, to make their way through the game. I checked out, so Monster Hunter World was an interesting title because it's like one of few titles coming out in January. So it's like, do we pick it up, even though it's not something that we've normally tried or played or enjoyed, just to have something new. Obviously, we don't have that problem because there's just always something new coming out. But I, but I wanted to try the beta just to, to give it a shot. It looks beautiful the game it looks it looks really good um and when you jump in there there's no apologies it, it is a monster hunter game and i played i played one of them on the wii it was monster hunter try or something and uh i was terrible at it <laughs> i was terrible <laughs> monster hunter is like a mix between a hunting simulator and dark souls in my mind because okay. you, you so in the beta it was challenge based there was four challenges easy through caution uh caution being <laughs> don't try this yeah please right. for the love should of god should not try this yeah so i tried the early one and basically what it is is like hey i'm gonna give you a quest to kill this monster you have to go to this area this is the last time we've seen sightings of of this monster so you you go there and you are a monster hunter. You're you're in there. You're preparing your weapons. You're you're getting your stock. Uh, you're refilling your potions, and then you get there. It's like oh, there's a footprint. So you push like circle to to inspect the footprint, and that fills a little bar that says you're getting better at finding this monster. So as you progress, you'll follow this like green, these green flies. I don't know what they're called. They called them something weird, but uh, you follow the green flies to your next clue. And as you continue forward, finding these tracks, you fill more meters and that gives you more clues as to where the monster goes. And it's like footprints. It's like, oh, this monster really drags its stomach when it runs away. So you're going to see like scratches on the ground. And sure enough, there are these highlighted green scratches on the ground. You, you select them and, and that pushes you forward down the path. So that's like the hunting aspect of it. And then once you find the monster... The challenge is to try and try and kill it, right? Right. Um, I don't know if you end up using all the parts of the monster, but you are killing probably for like good reason, I'm sure. So you get in there and you're fighting the monster. I'm sure. Did you not actually manage to kill any of the monsters, Ryan? I, I did manage, but you just We're like totally judging you right now. By oh, the way. that's fine. <laughs> uh, when you kill it, spoiler alert, you kill it. 
um, you just kind of stab it a couple times and then it gives you some resources and I'm sure those resources are then used to uh, upgrade your equipment. In the beta, there was no sort of progression. It was just here's four challenges and and sort of introduced you to the world. And thank you, Horrible Chopsticks, Scout Flies. There's these little green flies and they looked really cool. Uh, and, and you would follow them around the world and that was an interesting way to sort of explain what is common in most games, which is the, you remember the golden path and, and fable, you know, where you'd, you'd go to your quest and just be this like golden path you could follow. Yeah. It's kind of like that except in the, in the game world where these scout flies are what you use to to find monsters. So when you're fighting, that's where the Dark Souls stuff comes in where it's not as punishing as Dark Souls, but depending on the weapon you choose, your evades could be very, very slow, very lumbering, and it's very key to get out of the way when a monster uh, comes at you or attacks. And... There's like some verticality to it where it rewards you for jumping up on platforms and then jumping down on top of the monster. And then there's like a little mini game to like just stab it a lot uh, and not which looked cool. I will admit like the movement in the game of the character just and the monsters for that matter just look so interesting. And the movement of the characters as you're running and then you can slide and as you're sliding you can like kick yourself up with your sword and you go up and fly it's just the style of this game is is really cool but the thing that holds me back on this whole product is that it just it doesn't feel like the right type of game for me it's a little too um it, it, it's difficult i can't i just it's i don't think it's for me it's like all finger on it it's all about hunting these monsters and the hunt never felt that fun it felt more like uh, and i know this was the beta but for me like fighting the monsters which you think would be the biggest the biggest attraction for yourself uh it just felt kind of like i was button mashing and i wasn't really doing i wasn't really strategizing again could have been the beta but it's yeah. just it's not my style of, of gameplay where you're you're having these mono a mono battles. Uh, so I did progress through um, uh, through the different challenges till I got to the last one, and that's where it kind of shows its true potential of being this monster hunter game where you come in and it's this dragon, and it totally tore me apart. Oh, that and it was just I'm sure with four people because you can do four player co op. I'm sure that would be a blast to team up with your friends. So, unfortunately, they didn't do enough to the game to attract me to the series. But I think they've they've hit a good balance of it's still Monster Hunter, but we're going to add more to it. You know, the, the graphics. This is the first one that hasn't been on a handheld system in quite a while. Uh, the Wii would have been the last one where they had one. The Wii and PS2, I think, was the last mm. like uh, yeah, console one. And then they've been on 3DS ever since. Mm. And... Uh, it, you know, uh, 8-Bit Adventures and Horrible Chopstick and the Chatroom are saying it, it could be due to the fact that the weapons you pick. I did try a bunch of different weapons, and the beta doesn't do a good job of explaining those weapons. So I'd be interested to see the main game and how it introduces you to the game. Because in the beta, it's just like, choose from this list. And I'm hoping that in the main game, you would, uh, you would get some sort of campaign to so slowly introduce you to the, the world and the mechanics. But... The world so looked in, great. In the beta, mm -hmm. there were challenges, right? Yes. So is that the way that the Monster Hunter World main game is going to work? Because I feel like if I'm going into a hunting game, what I would kind of prefer 
is and and again you kind of touched on it with the with the scout flies you were talking about mm-hmm. it seems like it's kind of handholdy when it comes to like telling you what to fight telling you where to go all that kind of stuff like i'd prefer to explore a little bit more because it feels like the hunting is such a big part of the game right like i would like to just like go to an area and then be like "Ooh, tracks on the ground and like follow the track so is the game as handholdy as the beta was or was that just a, a beta thing I'm not sure, but you know, judging by the chat room, we have some folks who are who are Monster Hunter players, which is something that I mentioned on the Patreon mini. It was like I would love mm-hmm. to talk to someone who's psyched about Monster Hunter World because I feel just like Dark Souls, Bloodborne. If you get someone who really likes that gameplay style, they're going to be passionate about a new entry, and and I think that's what that's what I'm looking for. It, it, I, this game is for them. This game probably isn't for me, but I still enjoyed and appreciated what I got to play and. I remember Monster Hunter Try having a story where you would go to towns and you would prepare and it wasn't quite as linear and choose from mm-hmm. a list like the beta was. Uh, so Horrible Chopstick in the chat room is saying that there's a full 60-hour story campaign, which is probably what I think you as a gamer are looking mm. for because you, well, we both kind of are really story-driven gamers. Like, we like things like Witcher that point you down a path and aren't so big on things like Minecraft, which is like, do whatever you want and we're yeah. like whoa where's my quest <laughs> so it's, i feel like um yeah there's uh oh and he's saying it's not like the beta at all in terms oh, of yeah. picking you just pick a monster from the list okay yeah. so that's cool then yeah and i feel like that might have been almost um maybe not necessarily a misstep because i guess obviously the, the part of the game is the combat against the monsters so they want to make sure that you get to a monster but mm. i feel like they might have been better served if they'd like put a two-hour time cap on it or something and just said here's the game like here play through a couple of hours that's the beta because obviously it's releasing tomorrow it's ready it's done so true put a time cap on it so people can try and see what it's actually like because if the beta is that radically different it might put some people off who are looking for something more when it has like a 60 hour story i had no idea that monster hunter had that i thought at best it was a sandbox go hunt for whatever you want type thing so Mm. It's really interesting that there's so much more to it that they chose not to include in the beta and that they made the beta so wildly different. They they, they may be testing other things with the beta like monster encounters and, and uh, multiplayer and stuff like that. I, I didn't get a chance to try the multiplayer. And I, and I do I don't want people to think that uh, we're talking about this game uh, in a wildly uneducated way. We're just sort of having a conversation with the chat room and what I experienced with the beta. But the world itself looks really great. The monsters are fan- look fantastic. Like I said, the character movement is really cool. I feel like the combat is something you could get into, but it, it's a beta. It was a small sliver of the game, mm-hmm. but it gave me a, a taste to the point where I was like, okay, this is interesting. I'd have to look into it more. And the other thing is, is that the PC version is coming out in August uh, as yeah. opposed to now. And I... I don't know. I'm not like more inclined to play on PC because I did enjoy playing it on the PS4, but it might give me some time to invest in some streams and stuff to see what it looks like and then think about picking it up on on PC yeah. once that happens. But I'm totally stoked uh, that people are stoked for this game because <laughs> it, it, it feels like a new entry in a franchise that people have just been just really clamoring for a new console entry. And I, and I know what that feels like you know, with Zelda and Mario, so I'm, and Metroid for that matter, so I'm excited for these folks. 
Very cool. Well, speaking of beautiful worlds, I got to play some Sea of Thieves last mm. night. If you guys aren't aware, this is a game that was announced years ago by Microsoft. And uh, so, or I guess it was not actually, it's a rare title, but it's a Microsoft exclusive, right? So uh, it's available, yeah. it's a Play Anywhere title. So it's available from the Microsoft Store to play on Xbox. And when you buy that version or the PC version, you get it. Like you can play anywhere, you can play it anywhere. So yeah. you can uh, basically like pick up your character on your Xbox and then decide the next day that you want to go and play on your PC and it's the same character, the same everything. So um, that was really appealing to me because I mean, we've often talked about having to make the decision between picking up a console version of a game or picking up a PC version of a game and how like PC is so much better for streaming for me. But like every once in a while, like I like to just have some serious couch time with my console. And uh, yeah, so this kind of like solves that dilemma. And this is the first exclusive Microsoft title that has actually um, that has been appealing to me for this specific reason. Mm. Um, I haven't really uh, paid too much attention to Microsoft exclusives in the last year and a half, probably. There really haven't been any. <laughs> there haven't been any. Yeah. So no. that's what I'm saying. I'm like, I can't even remember. Like they announced this whole play anywhere thing. And then I was like, oh, that's really exciting. I can play my games anywhere. And then I never got any games like that i was really interested in. i think uh was quantum break might have been the last microsoft exclusive that i was actually like really super into and super hyped about yeah i wonder if halo was the same year but quantum break would have been i think halo was the, was the same year but uh yeah quantum break yeah halo I'm not super and into, no I, I know but halo, i'm just thinking so. like in terms of microsoft offerings they're really were only a few last year, including yeah. uh, a, a racing sim from Forza. Mm. So that's not my cup of tea. Yeah, again, but, not my jam. Yeah, yeah. so, so uh, it's exciting that Sea of Thieves is is bringing it in that way. I, I love I love Rare too. Like Rare is a is a company that that should make better games, and and I'm glad that uh, they're doing this. So I'm curious to hear what you thought about it. Yeah, so Sea of Thieves to me felt I don't know if anyone had ever played it, but I feel like I played it back in like I want to say like 2005 ish, give or take, um, was actually a game called Sid Meier's Pirates. And this feels like that game, except I'm, you know, like actually on the pirate shit and do <laughs> pirate ship, not pirate shit. <laughs> so I'm on the pirate ship <laughs> doing things. And, um, it's like uh, it's I'm not sailing from like a top down type view or anything mm -hmm. like that. Like you're actually getting out and exploring islands and, and doing stuff like that with your crew. So um, it's it's really cool. It's really interesting. Um, there are a couple of things because I did love pirates so much. Um, there's a couple of things that I feel like are kind of missing because in pirates you uh, you could like pick a country of allegiance. And then so there were like NPC ships sailing around that you could do battle with and stuff because that was the biggest thing that I noticed yesterday. Uh, so I ended up streaming it for about five hours. It was, I should I should say, right from the very start, like, it was really fun. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, this has a super awesome, fun gameplay loop. But um, I felt like the seas were a little bit empty. I think we only came across, like, two or three other ships the whole time we were playing. Hmm. And the naval combat was really, really fun. And, I mean, we, we took... <coughs> excuse me. We took down an enemy ship. We were sank. Uh, we sank them and they sank us. Like, you know, like we had basically all the possible naval combat experiences. Cool. And uh, yeah, like it, it was, 
it was fun. We we did. There's two different ways to find treasures when you go on voyages. So you either get a treasure map and you have to look at the map and try to figure out which island it's on, or you get a riddle that usually gives you the name of the island in the first line, and then um, as you when you get to the island, more of the riddle is revealed. So um, it, those are the kind of the two driving forces to get you out and sailing around, because then when you bring the treasures back, then you get reputation and you level up your reputation, which opens up more voyages and etc. Hmm. Um, so we played uh, just two of us, uh, myself and my friend Siv, played on a two-man boat, but you can have a four-man crew as well, or you can go out on your own. And uh, it was it was really interesting, and I, I liked a lot of the mechanics. Like it was um, a lot of a lot more management than I thought it was going to be. I thought you were just going to kind of get in the boat and go, but you have to like adjust. You have like <laughs> one person steering, one person like adjusting sails, and then there's like you have to do the anchor stuff too, and then it's good to have somebody in the lookout, and like there's there's a lot you can do with the ships, and mm-hmm. even in naval battles, like you need one person like down in the bottom of the ship like patching all the holes and like bailing out the ship and things like that so hmm. there was a lot to it and i was really impressed because the gameplay loop was super fun but uh the one thing that i just i literally could not get over was the water the water in this game i can't believe the graphics it's unbelievable looks I, good like, it looks amazing like i'm hmm. pretty sure it was delayed as much as it was just so they could get the water right like it was so beautiful and nice. so awesome i could i just i couldn't believe it. i could not get over the graphics i think i mentioned mentioned it like once every like half hour i thought <laughs> yeah the it's chat so is gorgeous. is mentioning yeah. that the that you like the the ocean so mm-hmm. um uh, so this is beta and then it might have yeah. been empty because I was reading that they were having issues with the beta where a lot of players were hitting a uh, trying to access too early error. So yeah. that might have been the cause. But uh, they've delayed the or they've increased the extended. beta by two days. Yeah, extended. Thank you. By two days. So for folks who are looking to get in and need some extra time. And if you pre-order, I think, from the Microsoft store uh, or get a code from a retailer, you, you can get into this closed beta. But there is right. I've heard that. Mm-hmm. So basically, uh, there's there's multiple ways to get in. If you were part of the Xbox Insiders Club for Sea of Thieves prior to December 1st, then you have access to the beta. If you're part of the technical alpha. So this is the other thing. I was part of the technical alpha. I've been like in this game and not allowed to talk about it <laughs> for literally right. like a year and a half. I'm so excited that I finally got to like stream it and talk about it because there was like a super strict NDA. So I'm I'm super excited that I actually got to share it with you guys now because I do think that this game is super fun and I mean cool. it's the first pirate game probably since Black Flag that I've really enjoyed like this and um, with the with the addition of other players and the PvP system and everything else like it's really freaking cool if you're into that um, but I'm not a hundred percent sure what um, what it's going to be like when it goes live because mm-hmm. technically like anyone who's not on your crew you can attack but you don't have to attack each other necessarily like you could sail around together and mm-hmm. you know you could be a like, you can yeah not necessarily convoy crew because yeah convoy oh there's <laughs> a good word for it so you know like Right now, everyone's just, like, attacking each other. But sure. it wouldn't be cool if you're like, oh, hey, you're a small ship, we're a small ship. Let's go gang up against, you know, the big ship over there. 
do stuff like that. Um, hmm. And then obviously turn on each other once you down the big ship because you're pirates. <laughs> you are. Fleet. Falani, fleet. Yeah, yeah, there's a naval term. I thought he was like saying on fleek and I'm like, what? Don't. <laughs> no, uh, but no. fleet. He's saying fleet. Yeah. But I don't know where I got convoy. Probably because I was hoping you'd like sing a shanty. And, and have a you can, you can play the accordion it gives you a different shanty what? every time and yeah there's a there's a lot of cool little things that you could kind of find in sea of thieves and uh, game of the year yeah, the, my biggest my biggest uh kind of uh thing i'm worried about which mm-hmm. for some reason i can't think of the word for that right now but the biggest thing i'm worried about in sea of thieves right now is just the straight up population because it did feel really empty but you're right they have they did have right. some issues with the beta yesterday I have heard that if you buy from, like, say, Amazon, if you pre-order through Amazon, you'll actually get a code for, um, the, yeah, I can't, I think it's called the Black Dog Package or something yes. like that, and that that's your beta access. Um, and I've heard that that's a better way to go about it than buying through the Microsoft Store. Uh, but like I said, because I was part of the Insiders Club and part of the Alpha, I had access already, so I didn't have any problems getting in. Um, I don't know how fun it would be because the single player experience is uh basically it's flagged right on when you when you log in it's flagged and it says like heads up this is for experienced pirates only like because basically the navigation of the ship is really difficult with only one person because you have to like point the ship and then you have to like raise and lower the anchor and move the sails and do all that kind of stuff all by yourself and uh it can be very very complicated and difficult the more people you have the better um but it does also have like matchmaking so if i log in and say i want to play with four people but i don't have any friends online it will throw me into a crew and there's a whole bunch of like built-in like voice chat and everything else and even if you don't want to voice chat you can still um there's like a on the d-pad there's a whole bunch of different like emotes you can say so you can give directions or you can say like raise the sail lower the sail like all that kind of stuff so you can say like a bunch of generic phrases Mm -hmm. to help you communicate so it is helpful in that way so overall i mean this game is super fun um the other interesting thing that we're actually going to talk about in a little bit is the xbox game pass so uh we'll get there in a couple minutes we still have to talk about hero academy 2 um but there are some interesting things so sea of thieves i think is a $70 $70 purchase, I want to say. Um, Canadian, I saw I think, a, a, 80. American. Yeah. Yeah, it's full price. Um, yeah, it is. It's full price. It's a AAA title. And mm-hmm. I think the success of it is going to kind of rely on how popular it gets because it can get a little bit boring. Like, the well, I don't want to say it's boring because the gameplay loop is still fun. Like, the going and sailing and looking for treasures and trying to figure out the riddles, that was really fun. Um, but I feel like the most exciting points were the points when like you see another ship on the horizon and it's like okay do we chase them do we not chase them how much treasure do we have like do we want to get in this fight do we want to run away and if the population isn't high enough you're not going to run into people often enough and i think that that might kind of it won't it won't last as long if it doesn't have a high population that being said it was the number one game on twitch now for two days in a row so people are interested in this game streamers are playing it having a lot of fun I, I think it has uh, I think it'll be worth the price because I think it's going to have some some legs. Here's my main concern that was present right from the get go when it was announced. Again, I love rare, but I love rares campaign single player experiences. They're adventures that they craft that are just fun and whimsy and just a great time. And this game looks to have the fun, the whimsy and the great time. But it seems to be missing that core component of like a single player 
campaign. And again, similar to our conversation with Monster Hunt, Monster, 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 <laughs> Monster Hunter World Beta. The beta doesn't necessarily represent the final package. However, do we know if there's going to be some sort of campaign, some sort of driving story, or is it just a sandbox that I get to experience with my friends? Um, as, as far as I can tell, there's no real like campaign campaign. Mm -hmm. There are like the thing that you do that drives the air quote story forward is the voyages. So, you know, you uh, go to this gold faction and they will, depending on how high your rep level is with them, they'll give you different islands to go to, different islands to explore, different riddles to solve, stuff like that. You go out, you find the treasure, you bring it back to them. They give you gold for it. Then you can upgrade like your ship. You can uh, change your outfits. Like you get basically, you get currency to spend in the game uh, to to just change things. Hmm. And uh, and then your rep goes up with them. And then you can you know purchase different items from them, purchase more voyages from them, which is basically you're buying treasure maps. So that's kind of like the loop. As far as I know, there's no like hmm. story like quest the way you're probably looking for there's yeah so my problem so my time for video games uh is limited my time to play games that i can't pause is is damn near non-existent oh, yeah you, you can't you cannot pause this at all yeah now <laughs> that that being said it's it's not like i have completely written this game off because i'll never get to play a game that i can't pause like i was streaming yesterday heroes of the storm i, I can sit down and play games without having to worry about about interruptions from time to time however it, it is it is usually like this deterrent of like oh i don't know like it's a, it's an 80 dollar investment um it's a multiplayer only game we'll say mm -hmm. because that's what it sounds it, yeah, like yeah just, i just looked it up now um you discover lost islands but there isn't a grand overarching story sure um, but there's pro there's yeah. progression so, there's experiences yeah. to have there i'm not completely writing it off but I, it looks like a lot of fun. It's something I'm sure I'll pick up because I love uh, Rare, but I will probably opt for the Game Pass option that, that we're going to talk about in a bit because it's it's something I would love to try. I just don't know if it would have legs for me personally. But if I, but if I have a blast, I, I'm in. Like, I'm all in. And I'm sure I will have a blast because it's Pirates and it's Rare. And, you know, I'm just... I, I need some more time with it just to see whether... It, I could stick with it, but uh, I did yeah. enjoy what I watched last night when you guys were playing. Yeah, and I think that there's a lot of room in Sea of Thieves for updates to the game in the future, mm -hmm. like adding more factions, adding more islands, adding more treasures. Like, there's, I think there's a lot of things that they can do. Even like I mentioned some ideas from uh, just the Sid Meier's Pirates that I played like 15 years ago that was awesome. Like, there's there's lots of different aspects of that game that they could also kind of borrow slash twist to make their own like i mean and i as far as i know there are guilds as well which i didn't really dive into because like i said it was myself and civ were the only ones that had access to it so mm -hmm. uh it's just the two of us playing and then you know we're already on a crew but as far as i know there's like guilds and stuff too which could end That's up neat. being really interesting like so um yeah i think there's a lot of room for improvement and a lot of things that they could do to kind of like beef up pirate kind of story because the whole point in pirates in Sid Meier's pirates was basically like you were trying to have the most successful pirate career that you could and your character aged hmm. so like you had to do things like um try to accumulate as much treasure and then so you had like a high score and then 
you had to do things like try to marry governor's daughters and kind of like take over port cities and then make those your own. So like if you could sail around and then like establish a base on an island that you then had to like defend from other players, I could see that would be a really cool addition. Like there's they've built a beautiful, amazing base game mm -hmm. that has gorgeous graphics and very robust sailing mechanics that I feel like now they've got a really good base that they can kind of grow on. So mm. I'm interested to see what they do with this on an ongoing basis because it is a multiplayer title and it is a, you know, full AAA cost. So I feel like it's the kind of game that they could make a lot of, like, improvements and patches and, and um, DLC for. And I think this this could be awesome. I hope they don't stop here. Yeah. Oh, I, I want it to be a success because I want Microsoft to let Rare make video games because it's something they really haven't been doing in quite a while. So it's exciting that we're getting a Rare experience from Rare. Uh, so, <laughs> there. Oh, Ryan with the puns. Okay, yeah. well, before we get into the Xbox Game Pass that we've been uh, kind of alluding to a couple times already mm -hmm. in this episode, we do need to talk about Hero Academy 2. Because do if we? you guys remember, uh, well... <laughs> Back when we started Gamers In, Hero Academy was huge. We were playing the crap out of it and having such a good time. So uh, Hero Academy 2 has launched as a mobile title. And uh, so, Ryan, I, I feel like um, maybe I'll just let you go first because then I can bring it back around to the positive, maybe. Uh, okay, <laughs> well... Go ahead. Go ahead. When I first played, when Hero Academy 2 was kind of stealth launched... And usually when that happens, it's either to try and surprise you or to try to catch you off guard because it's it's really not what you were hoping for. And Hero Academy 2 isn't a sequel. It is a it is it is the name alone. It should have been Hero Academy colon. We want to make Hearthstone because uh, it, it is it's a it's a card battler. It's free to play mess. There are campaigns and challenges, but you only get so many, and then you have to buy the other ones. It's just, it, there's three different currencies, uh, and, and you know, I'm suggesting things that Hearthstone already does, but Hearthstone just does it so well, and you're, you're calling this Hero Academy too, but it's not Hero Academy. It's not the asynchronous gameplay. I couldn't even challenge right. Jocelyn. We, we tried. We were friends. Uh, I, I think in game yeah. I see her on my list, but I can't do anything with that. I can tell that I'm a step ahead of her uh, in terms of seasonal, like level wise or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah rank I guess because but, they're okay. So there, there is a ranked ladder. Sure, yeah. Uh, that you progress through, and you do that by dueling other players. And the thing that we used to love so much about Hero Academy is like I could have like 25 games going at once mm -hmm. against 25 different friends. And it was like, I would take my turn in those 25 games and then I'd wait for my friends to get back to me and take their turn. Um, and so I liked that. So it's like I could challenge Ryan without Ryan actually having to be playing the game at the time. <laughs> and, you know, like that mechanic really made Hero Academy what it was for us at the time. And now, like you said, I, there's no friendly challenge. Um, oh, apparently Horrible Chopstick in the game is saying you can play friendlies against guild mate so we had to create a guild i didn't even know there was a guild like so and and that's one thing i will agree with you on mm -hmm. uh the interface in hero academy 2 is complicated yeah. like super complicated um there like I there's a lot there's a lot you can sit here and and we can harp on because there are a lot of problems with the game because it just it falls in line with every other free-to-play game that that 
tends to come out. Right. It used to be something special, and now it does feel like they yeah. went way overboard on everything that a free-to-play game can do. It's like there's multiple currencies, there's multiple different kinds of card packs, there's a very confusing interface in all the different places with ads freaking everywhere to go and buy their currency. Like it, it, it they went balls to the wall when it comes to free to play where the original was not like that. I remember like you used to pay a certain amount of money and I feel like it wasn't very much to get access to like a new race. It was like two bucks, you know? Yeah. They, they've carried that through. There are different kind of races that you can buy now or different, I guess, card decks. Because that's Hmm. the thing you, you get dealt a hand and you can, lay your cards out onto the battlefield and the battlefield is still the same mm-hmm. so i'm going to disagree with you a little bit there ryan um, yes yeah, so the like, the tactics gameplay the and that's the thing is like i i i got to dig the tactics once you started playing the game like once you stopped worrying about collecting cards and watching ads for gold and and collecting ink for whatever the hell that does but the tactics gameplay was a lot of fun and that's why the challenges were really cool because the challenges felt feel and there's tons of challenges for free so i will give it that but the challenges feel like classic hero academy gameplay where your units are on the board you're getting some cards but the units on the board are what you have to use and it's all about tactics and as like, like the original where you you had a set amount of heroes you played the game it was very balanced in that there was only so many different ways you could go about the game. And yeah, the the gameplay on the board, I was having fun with that. And that's kind of why I kept going back and forth. Um, but I'm curious, like, so you, as a Hearthstone player, get to play this new way of, of playing a card battler. Like, how did you how did you feel about the combat? Um it was it was it was kind of okay i was kind of on the fence about it i'm like as much as i'm a fan of hearthstone Mm -hmm. i am not a fan of all these other games trying to incorporate cards i find that in general like if you're gonna make a card game make a card game if you're gonna make a tactics game make a tactics game like original hero academy like if you're gonna make an overwatch type shooter then you know don't like this is my problem with paladins like don't incorporate cards and decks like just have your heroes and their abilities like there's so many things that are trying to incorporate cards now that i really don't enjoy um so as soon as like hero academy was like ah we have cards too you get to make a deck i'm like oh god damn it (laughs) like Mm -hmm. i just wanted my races with my like with my characters that i just put on the board because the tactics part of Hero Academy was always really balanced and always really robust, and I enjoyed it. And it was always fun to play against other people, whether they were on my friends list or not, because you could chat, you could challenge random players as well. Uh, to see the way, like the tactics that they employed, I was like, "Whoa! I never even thought of that." And uh, as soon as you put, you know, a deck in there, then all of a sudden you add that level of randomness to it. And I just like, I don't, I prefer something a little bit more akin to chess in my hero Academy mm-hmm. than, you know, what, what we seem to have gotten in hero Academy too. So it's uh, like... apparently it's on PC as well, which might be the difference. Like maybe if we got it on PC, cause hero Academy, the original also came to PC. It was available on steam. Um, but I feel like by the time it came to steam, we had kind of uh, moved on from it a little bit. So um, I, I didn't play too much of uh, Hero Academy on mm-hmm. the PC, but I can see how, because I have trouble on mobile, like 
reading what the cards do and stuff. And like, there's just it, the interface, like I said, is so crowded that it's hard to know exactly what things do and exactly what's important. Mm -hmm. So a PC version might be the thing I'm missing on this. Like I might try Hero Academy 2 on PC and that might change my mind. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I tend to, I just tend to not instantly hate, but as soon as people say like, oh, there's cards involved, then it's just, it's like a, a strike against it right from the beginning for me. Because like you say, I love Hearthstone, mm -hmm. but I don't want Hearthstone in all of my other games. <laughs> and, and that's, I'm more or less coming at the fact that like, this game is clearly trying to capitalize on the trade, the, the card battler genre. Yeah. And it's like, I know for you, that's a knock against it. So I want to know, like, how does this one try to buck the trend of a, of going after Hearthstone players like yourself? Like, I, I think a lot of folks would agree with you and that they're into Hearthstone and they just don't need everything else to be Hearthstone unless it's going to do it in a unique and fun way. And... Well, I fell off of um, the South Park Phone Destroyer game for mm -hmm. the exact same reason. It was another one that, although it didn't have a grid-based combat the way that Hero Academy 2 does, it had more of a, um, like, dynamic space. Like, you were kind of running along the road towards your opponent and killing things as you went. So mm -hmm. you could, uh, like, drag cards out of your hand and place them, and they cost a certain amount of energy and stuff. But I fell off for the same reason. It's just, like... I just don't want cards like I, no. I don't know it it's just, like the, uh, yeah. the it was, randomness it just, yeah the the randomness that drawing from a deck of cards introduces is just less interesting to me than trying to figure out like what the best opener is when I'm playing with like back in the day it was like the dark elves and they were like the powerful ones and then you know like the council and and those things are still in the game but just uh yeah I don't I don't love that extra the extra layer of randomness um and and I wish I could you know, challenge my friends to play. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if you can even do that if they're not actively like, play I bet you probably can't because there's a turn timer and, and everything else. So if you and I aren't online at the same time, then that's going to create a problem. Yeah, it's, it's very much pulling from from Hearthstone. And, and I get it. But uh, again, I feel like it would have I probably would have been more prepared for it to be different if it was called Hero Academy colon call it something not to because it, it's 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 not the it's not a it's not a sequel it's not a proper sequel to hero academy i could be wrong i might just be you know dwelling remembering the yeah, game I was gonna say, yeah you might just be um like a little bit jarred with the experience that you got and yeah. we're expecting like uh just revamped like brought up to date version of hero academy and they mm -hmm. and they did change the kind of base game mechanics so i mean there's still there still are a lot of elements i think from hero academy that have been brought forward to oh, hero yeah. academy too but it is yeah it is a totally different experience from the experience we had before so um if what you were looking for was hero academy then this is not for you um but if you're into you know kind of tactics games and card battlers and things like that then you, you might actually enjoy hero academy too and it sounds like the pc version is better than the mobile version so maybe that's just the the kind of thing we're missing is that we should be playing on pc yeah it's they say it's early access on pc and, and mac um but it looks like it's a direct download so um i don't know it, it might be worth it would be worth a shot because i yeah. think i i dig the gameplay to to a certain extent because i feel like when i was playing duels and stuff even though i was pulling from a random deck of cards i was able to use tactics 
to use what I had on the board to kind of win or or get close to winning a game. So it it didn't feel like Hearthstone where it was all very cold and calculated and, and you had to mm-hmm. you had to pull the cards at the right moment. In this it felt like no matter what I was pulling, I had to move each turn and the mana uh you know builds up over time and then caps at 10 as opposed to Hearthstone which is like if you don't use it you lose it type stuff. So I dug that. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So that was a so lot of like fun. If you don't if you don't use three in your previous turn, you still have that three next turn. Got it. Yeah, you were always getting. You, it was like it was like filling a pot of water, and yeah. it's like you always if you didn't use it, it stayed in the pot, and then it kept going till till it hit a I think a cap of ten. And the games are designed. I literally could not figure out how that worked. I just assumed it worked like Hearthstone, so I really yeah. wasn't paying attention. And then I was like, oh, I have that much this turn. Awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> At least that's what I gathered. Again, I I was sort of a little miffed and jarred yeah. like you said that i was kind of like not paying attention to the cool stuff they were doing and yeah. and the games go are guaranteed 12 rounds and then after 12 rounds they start giving you cards that damage the other person's gem and give you five bonus mana so it's called overtime so in overtime you when it's your turn you get this card and you can just snipe at the gems so the games never there's never a stalemate. You never just keep going, which is something that could happen in other card battlers where you're just like, mm. you're, you, it, they, what, what do they call it? Like a deck exhaust or whatever. Yeah. Um, so there's not, that's not here. Yeah, fatigue. Thank you. So <laughs> in this, you just, if you laugh, if you, if you wait too long to try and win and you have less gem power than they do, they, they're going to be able to snipe you from afar. And I actually won a match where I basically, just had more gem power than they did and i and i just played my cards right and uh yeah it was so there are fun moments i'll check it out on pc i'll let everyone know yeah on the phone even with like the plus it's still just it's very small and i played on the ipad and still the ui is a little cumbersome so maybe on pc it'll be a lot more fun uh, all right, guys. So I think Ryan mentioned a little bit earlier that he posted uh, the TGI Patreon mini. So if you guys are interested, it's over at patreon.com slash the gamers in patrons get access to the mini episode a day early. Usually it goes up for everybody on or sorry, patrons on Sunday and everyone on Monday. That's correct. Yep. Uh, and it gives basically an overview of what we're playing and what we're going to be covering this week on the gamers in. Uh, and we really need your feedback because uh, <laughs> it's kind of this like little project that Ryan came up with that I think is pretty cool. And, uh, yeah, we want to know what you guys think about it, and uh, we want you to interact with the post and let us know if we're on track for the week or you want us to cover something different. Just, uh, yeah, we need your mm-hmm. feedback. So, again, that's at patreon.com slash gamersin. You can also interact with us over on our Discord. You can go to bit.ly slash TGI Discord. That's where we do all of our game night coordinating, uh, as well as there's still a Fire Emblem Heroes channel. So if you're into that game, you can chat to Ryan specifically about that. Or, but there's um, more people in there. I'm just not talking I know, to myself. I know. I just meant of the two of us. You <laughs> oh, I suppose, the yes. That is playing Fire Emblem Heroes. <laughs> Jocelyn will occasionally pop in and clear, clear the notifications. The, the new messages, notifications. <laughs> you know, yeah. you can mute it. We won't. I guess I said this before. If you mute it, I, no one, no one will uh, blame you. We do talk a lot about Fire Emblem. Yeah. Every day. I'm surprised it's still so popular. Uh, we also have a patron ad this week from Simon who says Weekly News Desk is a podcast all about the geek news this week. You can join your two knucklehead hosts, Andrew and Simon, as they keep you informed on movies, TV, video games, and books. You can find them on iTunes or at weeklynews.com. That brings us to our topic of the week this week, and we are talking all about the Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. So if you guys didn't hear about this, the news broke the other day that uh, all Xbox One exclusive games by Microsoft Studios are actually going to be available on the Game Pass. 
on release, which includes the game we were talking about earlier, which is Sea of Thieves. So uh, for us up here, I believe it costs, is it eleven ninety nine a month Canadian? I think it's nine ninety nine a month American. Uh, and it's yeah. essentially like um, Netflix, but for video games. And it's something that I never got into. I don't, Ryan, do you have uh, an Xbox Game Pass? I kept, this is different than Xbox Gold. It is. Also it's, say. Yeah. it's on top of Xbox Live Gold. So it's the same cost as the monthly for Xbox Live. Uh, and I never got it. I kept meaning there's a two-week free trial that you can get. So that's very generous. And I keep meaning to try it because there are a couple games on there that I've been meaning to, to try. And now I'm thinking, well, I, this is a really cool way to try new games so sea of thieves give it a shot and and they're they even like name dropped halo and gears so for folks who are looking to get in and try something and see whether the new rendition of halo is something that they want to play uh this is this is their opportunity so it's it's a cool way and it's it's really shows that microsoft is trying to do some different things here because sony being on top and, and nintendo as well um those those platforms especially sony aren't interested in doing something this outrageous because they're they're they have yeah, no reason so to sony has a uh, playstation now which mm -hmm. is their uh at first it was kind of their their look at backwards compatibility right so they right. they kind of um did this so that you get uh playstation 3 titles on your playstation 4 uh since then they've added some playstation 4 titles to that as well i think there's about 20 I want to say PlayStation 4 titles that are available for now as well. Again, it's a it's a monthly fee, it's a subscription, and uh, but they're not doing what Microsoft is doing here, where like it's not for new PlayStation titles, it's for no. you know like their existing library. And so basically, as long as you pay the monthly fee, you have access to all of these games, um, which is very interesting for for in this case Microsoft with Sea of Thieves. So it as we mentioned, it's a full triple-a title full price game unless you buy the game pass and so like ryan mentioned there's a two-week free trial as well as um i think it's a, the monthly fee of like 10 ish dollars depending on your currency or there's a six-month card available as well but you could literally use your two-week free trial at the end of march try sea of thieves for two weeks for free and decide if you like it or not mm -hmm. and then past that if you do decide that you play sea of thieves and you enjoy it you could literally play it for like six months without actually. And that's just like for the cost of Sea of Thieves. So instead mm -hmm. of actually going and purchasing Sea of Thieves, you can play it for six months. And then obviously, if your subscription then ends, you no longer have access to the title. But um, there are like I think the library all said and done is uh, there's over 100 games that are some Xbox One titles, some Xbox 360 titles. So again, Xbox has done a little bit of backwards compatibility and they're and they're pretty big titles, too, I think. Um, shoot, I'm trying. I'm totally blanking on the ones that are in there, but I remember being really interested in quite a few of them. Well, um, uh, Recore was one that I was looking at. Recore, that that's it. Yeah. Just got a definitive edition, which was kind of like we spent a year fixing it type scenario. <laughs> and and I'm not being rude. Like that's just that's exactly what they did. They looked at the game, and it was a free update for those that had purchased it originally. Um, Halo Five is in there. I'm pretty sure there's some gears if not all the Gears games. And, and the beauty of the pass from the beginning was that you could download these games. You weren't playing through a stream. You're getting the game, quality, top-notch stuff. And you got to hand it to Microsoft because it's like, 
Streaming is an elegant solution that puts all the uh, the ownership uh, in Sony's hands. Like they own all the games. You're not actually downloading them. You're streaming them. So it puts it puts more onus on you to have a, a, a solid internet connection to be internet. able to yeah, to true. stream it. And it's still not going to be perfect. But what Microsoft's doing is they're taking the bandwidth hit to let you download the whole th- as many games as you want. There's no limit. And I know we've talked about Game Pass in the in the past, but with these day and date releases for new games, it gives gamers an opportunity to rent video games again, which is something right. you literally can't do in Canada unless you have a mom and pop shop or I've heard of libraries having <laughs> um, libraries of games that you could you could yep. rent. For me, there are no options for renting games and, and at ten, eleven dollars a month to be able to try something for a month, that's a really good deal. Um, and I'm, I'd probably be more inclined to purchase games after I've tried them. I've definitely mm-hmm. done that uh, in the past. So it, it's, a, it's a really cool addition and, and honestly one that shows Microsoft is willing to kind of take a hit because you can imagine how many people are going to check out see if these for 10 bucks or the free pass and bounce off it and could that have been an $80 sale. So it's a gamble, right? But one that I'm glad they're making to kind of pressure other companies into doing something similar, yeah. you know, with their subscription options. I mean, we haven't even seen what Nintendo's doing with their subscription and they've already kind of bounced off ideas like I think it was originally you'd pay for the subscription and you get to have the game for a month and then it disappears. But now you get to keep it. It's still not here yet, but they've changed their tone on that service based on feedback from competitors and gamers alike. So maybe this will entice Sony to do something similar, maybe. Mm. I'm just I, so I'm just looking at the list of games that are available. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'm I'm looking at this. I'm like free plus. What the hell does free plus mean? Uh, it's there's in-game purchases, in-app purchases or whatever. So cause that's uh. why I'm like, OK. So Halo, so Halo Five Guardians is free plus <laughs> with sure. the Game Pass, uh, and Gears of War Four, Darksiders, the War Mastered Edition, State of Decay, uh, State of Decay Two when it comes out, Crackdown Three. So there's uh, there are lots and lots of titles coming mm-hmm. in the very near future, uh, as well as like some old favorites like Limbo and Splunky and Terraria. Um, there's like all kinds of really good titles on this game pass. So I'm seriously considering picking it up, uh, like starting in March or, yeah. uh, cause I, like I said, I was in the, uh, sea of thieves alpha. So, um, I, that's why I have beta access right now. I haven't actually oh, okay. uh, pre-ordered the game. So, um, I'm actually thinking I might just take advantage and pay, you know, cause even if I bought the six month card, which is available, uh, not online, I think it's only available like in retail stores. I believe they partnered with GameStop. So, yeah. Um, the $60 six month card is available at retail stores. Even if I did that, it would still be cheaper than buying Sea of Thieves. Mm-hmm. So I kind of might as well just buy the Xbox Game Pass and try it for six months and see if I play all the games and stuff like that. Because again, there are so many games that I've bought that are like AAA titles that I've played for, you know, a week or two or, you know, sometimes a month or two to actually fully complete them. Mm-hmm. And then I don't play them again, guys. So if I, you know, paid $20 for two months of Xbox um, Game Pass, 
played the games to completion and then walked away, I'm not losing anything by like losing access to it. And if I ever want access again, pay another 10 bucks. <laughs> I'm yeah. kind of okay with that. It's going to take me a long time, especially where on Gamers In, we're spending, like we basically cover a different topic, a different game. Usually, like weekly, sometimes we do anywhere to three, four, five AAA titles in a month. That gets really expensive. So if this yeah. is a way that at least I can, you know, cut down the expense on uh, Microsoft Studios games, not to mention the the thing we were talking about earlier, the Play Anywhere titles, so I could choose to like stream some gameplay and then go play on the couch. Like slowly but surely, Microsoft is doing some good things that are, are yeah. enticing me back to the Xbox. And you, not only are you getting Sea of Thieves in that six-month window, because six months from March takes you to September, you're getting Crackdown yeah. 3, you're getting State of Decay 2. Those games might not initially appeal to you or I. Uh, right. I mean, let's, let's not kid here ourselves. I'm going to get State of Decay 2. But, <laughs> like, we just finished talking about Microsoft not having much for us in the last year and a half, and I stand by that word because it's just my console honestly it would just turn itself on every once in a while just to update itself and it made me really sad because i'm not playing it because it's, it's just giant vcr betamax thing just sitting there taking i don't have an xbox one s people okay but uh it's it's going to be exciting to just check out by default these uh these xbox games and i will happily drop ten dollars every time a title comes out that i'm unsure of i'm still gonna buy microsoft titles from time to time like halo 6 I'm going to buy that. Gears 5, I'm probably going to buy that. Um, but I'll get the pass for Crackdown 3, for, for Sea of Thieves and stuff like that. Jump in every once in a while. You're, you're interested in, but not yeah. necessarily interested enough to drop the full price of the game, which I think exactly. is probably the gamers that they're that they're aiming for here. Yeah, for sure. It's a, it's a really cool addition, and I, I like that Microsoft is trying new things. And it, it really is Microsoft and Nintendo, the two companies that are just thinking outside the box while sony is just they're making great games don't get me wrong which is important when you have a console but they're just they're headed down this narrow path i know they have the vr but VR well, they're they're at the top right now right yes. So they don't necessarily have to innovate they're making great games and that's enough to keep to keep them yeah. up at yeah. the top so i think um you know gambles like this by microsoft like and uh which i'm not even 100 percent sure if i'd call it a gamble but maybe um Bold strategies like yes. this out of Microsoft uh, might be the thing that's going to push them, at least uh, close the gap a little bit between mm -hmm. uh, between Microsoft and Sony. So uh, I think it's I think it's great. I'm really looking forward to it. Like I said, I think this is how I'm going to play Sea of Thieves when it comes um, and when it comes out at the end of March. I'm super excited to just play more Sea of Thieves. I'm excited for everyone else to get access to this. Cool. I'm hoping that like if you're going to do this too, then you can also you know like you'll get your Game Pass and then you can come play with me like. The more people you have in Sea of Thieves, I think the the more the better it is, the the better of an experience you're going to have. So, um, I I hope everybody who has uh, and again it's um, the Xbox Game Pass, all of the stuff on there I'm pretty sure are Play Anywhere titles. So again, this is the a way that you can play some of your uh, traditionally Xbox titles over on your on your PC. So it was actually much easier than I thought it was going to be because there's a there's a Xbox Store. Like there's an Xbox app basically for your PC now, so um, yeah, it was uh, it's super good, super fun. Like uh, I was playing last night with Siv, and he doesn't even have an Xbox, but now he has like an Xbox gamer tag and and all that kind of stuff. So it's actually they've integrated Xbox quite well with the PC, and it's one of those things that like as I've always had the Xbox console, like didn't even realize I wanted this, <laughs> but it's kind of cool that they've done it. So 
Okay. Um, yeah, you guys should all uh, go and check out the Game Pass if you have any sort of interest in anything that Microsoft is doing in gaming right now. Uh, I think that's pretty much going to do it for us tonight. Uh, Ryan, do you have anything else before we before we head out? Mm, no, not really. I'm working on something new, gamers and related. Hopefully, we're going to talk about it, or I'll be able to talk about it in a couple weeks, but it's still percolating. In the planning stages? It's still, Excellent. there's a Google Doc, and it's being looked at. I'll just tease it. So that's all I'm going to say for now. All right. So I told all of you guys at the top of the show when we were talking about Squids from Space that I have some codes mm. to give away. So we would like you to email the show at info at com, And we want to know what you think about the Xbox Game Pass. So if you could just, uh, yeah, like I said, the email for the show is info at com. Let us know your thoughts. When you do, I will send the first seven people who write in. I will send you guys all game codes for Squids in Space. Um, you can visit us on the web at gamersinpodcast.com. You can also find us on AMOVE TV along with other fabulous podcasts, including The Angry Nerd, Into the Nexus, The Angry Chicken, For Azeroth, Embrace the Spoilers, and Heroes Forge. You can follow us on Twitter. You can find me, Jocelyn at Joss Plays. Brian is at R. Murphy. And don't forget to follow the show at The Gamers In. The video versions of all our episodes can be found on our YouTube channel, which is youtube.com slash TV. Thanks again for staying at the Gamers Inn. Remember, tune in next week. Bye, guys. Bye, everyone. Bye.